Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, this special broadcast we're doing uh, this Friday night, July the 28th, 2017, covering all the hype that has been done leading up to what has been called the Revelation 12 sign 2017. Of course, all these ministries relate this to a rapturic event. We're going to take a look at it tonight uh, in a purely biblical light and see what it is that we can see. I realize that uh, it is the majority that claims that this is a good sign. I'm not debating as to whether something is going to happen in the heavens this September 23rd. But... This being a good portent, I think not. I think it's more down along the line of harbingers we've been getting since about 1993. I strongly suggest you get your trays into the upright positions, ladies and gentlemen, and fasten and fasten your seat belts. We may be covering things in a way that you hadn't expected us to cover. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. This special broadcast we're going to do about celestial symbology. I know there has been much hype over this Revelation 12 sign that is supposed to occur this coming September. However, I would uh, direct everybody to the verse in question. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it amazes me how people will not start at the Bible, God's holy word, with what comes out of their mouth. It, it absolutely amazes me. Now, Revelation chapter 12 starts in thus fashion, reading from the Thompson translation. A great sign was seen in heaven. A woman clad with the sun and the moon was under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. This is where it begins. And we do have a most monumental event in history that mimics this very event, as a matter of fact. If you would like to watch a video I put together on that, I put it in the show notes. Just go to YouTube. I gave it to one of my sisters for safekeeping. Uh, the name of the video is Jupiter's 21 Gun Salute. When we take a look at this, ladies and gentlemen, you can overtly and obviously see uh, – as I made a video for that too, uh, you might want to take a look at that as well. Because what type of crown this alignment creates come September, that's a Urea crown. It turns the tail of Leo into a serpent. It's what it does in the heavens. Just take a look at it. Very plain and obvious to see. But... The type of crown in question here, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's very easy to see what it is because the Greek is a very exacting language. This word used in Revelation chapter 12 verse 1 is Stephano. That's, that's what it is. And everybody needs to realize exactly… What type of crown this is. It's a wreath, ladies and gentlemen. This is the same type of crown uh, known back to the beginning uh, of, of history as a matter of fact. The bridegroom and the bride would put on two of these wreaths before they were married. There are multiple types of crowns in the Bible, but the two I need to point out to everybody is this and the diadem that's also mentioned in Scripture. Uh, you can find these on coins, ancient coins all over the place. They're made of metal. However, a Stephanos, a wreath, was always made of flowers. 
could also be made with uh, twigs, but any type of foliage. Very stark contrast between the two. It's important, of course, that we all realize that the reason why this crown was used was the stars on this particular Stefano would be flowers that were in full bloom. In no way, shape, or form would the Lord your God give you a sign of a woman having a urea crown from Egypt. Especially when the Lord our God has put into the Bible God's holy word over and over and over again that, well, that's where you're at right now. You're in bondage. The entire planet has become underneath their pyramid scheme. This is why, of course, Psalm chapter 73 makes it perfectly clear that in unison with those crying out at the altar for the Lord to avenge their blood, at the very same time, the children of the Lord will be crying out the contents of Psalm 73. There is no way, and I mean zero chance, God would give you a sign in the heaven of the woman getting a crown of a serpent. So when we really take a look at what's going on, I know that a lot of people... Uh, have been doing a lot of very poor uh, Greek uh, uh, exegesis on this when they really can't even take the time to read what's being said. And maybe I will talk a little bit about that as well because I've heard these people uh, say these things and then it's repeated and, well, ladies and gentlemen, to be perfectly honest with you, it's an outright lie. They're mentioning that some things mentioned here are exactly quoted that way in the Septuagint. Oh, no, it's not. That's a lie. They obviously cannot read the Septuagint. If they would at least taken time to look at the Greek words that they were trying to quote from, they could have quite plainly seen that those words were not the same in the Greek. Not even close. So... This bothers me. Everybody knows that I made a, a video on this. Um, I posted it uh, back in 2014, preparing all of you for this because the last thing on earth you want is the inception of the harlot. That's the last thing on earth you want. But it seems to me that that is what this sign is pointing to. He said, how could it be possible for the woman in the heavens, the constellation Virgo, to get a wreath of 12 stars? Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
you have to realize that that is exactly what happened to the Kingstar back in 1994. Comet Chevy Lumaker 9 ripped apart, and even the mainstream media refers to it as a string of pearls. Because when you look at the event, of course they recorded it and get multiple recordings of it. Looks just like a crown. And that's what we need to be looking for. Beyond any shadow of a doubt. That's what we need to be looking for. Now, with that in mind, you need to take time to uh, realize that, well, this, this particular type of crown referenced, this Stephanos crown, comes up in Isaiah 28 twice. Twice. It's in Ezekiel 28 and Zechariah chapter 6 and verse 14. And but speaking of Isaiah chapter twenty eight, especially when you read it out of the Septuagint, that's what it's quoting from. That's where this word is used. In the Septuagint version, it can be a whole lot different. But one thing you can certainly translate from one uh, uh, translation to the other when you compare the two. is in verse 3, it most certainly states the mercenaries of Ephraim. That's what the Greek says. Now, the Hebrew, a couple of different translations use it, a couple of different wordages, but the King James Version says this, the crown of pride, the drunkards of Ephraim, shall be trodden under feet. Now take note, there are serious things that need to be studied out in the Hebrew side of the equation. But in this instance, we're studying what God said out of the other side of his mouth, out of the Greek. The same exact Bible, of course, that Jesus quoted from multiple times. Multiple times he quoted from the Septuagint. You cannot get around that. That is the simple fact of the matter, that the New Testament quotes both the Hebrew and the Greek. Taking a look at this in the Greek and seeing that, no, it says the mercenaries of Ephraim. This threat has everything to do. In the next verse, it talks about the early fruit of a fig tree. You should know exactly what he's referring to. Now take note that when you read the opening diatribe there of Isaiah chapter 28 in the Greek, you have to come to this conclusion. You need to know this first, that the Stephanos crown is the exact crown that's also given to the white rider. Now, all of you are probably confused right now. Why would God do that? God should have given him a diadem. That's correct. However, he's not given a diadem. He's given a wreath. Now, with this in mind, <laughs> you all should 
realize that this being in Isaiah chapter 28 twice, the Stephanos crown, in direct relationship to the first writer. You should really stop and consider that you have short-sighted yourself by upwards of 50% of all the information that God ever had to show you. If you've been exclusively studying the Hebrew Old Testament and the Greek New Testament, realize in your mind, just with the Old Testament, you've only ever offered yourself 50% of the information. I've stated this many times, that as far as the New Testament is concerned, the Delich translation of the New Testament is the mechanism by which all Jews that have been saved was saved through. It was witnessed by the two mo- foremost experts on the planet in biblical Hebrew before World War One. So you can take this very chapter, switch it over to the Delich New Testament, and oh my goodness, I know that what I've said has probably bothered a lot of you, but it's true. There's going to be a comet that rips itself apart into 12 pieces. Now I hope that everybody realizes that the meteor showers that happen every single year… They all have parent comets. They all come from us going through the path of a particular comet during that particular time of the year. One such such comet has been referred to as Comet 1913-1. It's also been referred to as Comet Low because… We never did get a handle on it, but it comes from Coma. It comes from Coma Bernice constellation. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the constellation of the crown, and it comes right over and emanates from the Pacific place of the woman's head. There's also one in the Leonids that is relatively close to this. It could be that comet. It could also be one of uh, the virginid meteor showers that we have. Now they think that Comet Low, the one that produces the meteor shower from Coma Bernice, they think that it has a period just like Halley's Comet. It's about 75 years, although they have not been able to verify that with certainty. Now, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, how many times have Brian and I directed you to the events of 
World War One, and all starting there in the seat there with Ukraine. It's going to blow you away that in the 2014 Ukrainian Revolution, shortly thereafter, it was published in Vogue. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Vogue is one of the most trusted sources on the planet. Not that most of us would want to read it, but that is true. They come out with an article, February the 5th, 2016. This is the headline. In Ukraine, that flower crown means more than you think. I strongly suggest that you read it because there has been an explosion since the Ukrainian revolution. Now this article painfully states that now you can buy these wreath crowns everywhere. The author goes on to say that she even checked the social networking site, and many of her friends from Ukraine had posted as their profile pictures themselves wearing the wreath crowns. That's absolutely off the charts. That it was right in front of everybody's face, and yet nobody could see it. You know, it, it, it makes you – it makes me, ladies and gentlemen, because I remember when I asked Brian to – let's take a look. Let's come to grips with the gene pools. I knew that I probably wouldn't like what he found, but three weeks later, proved beyond any shadow of a doubt of just exactly why Ukraine was so important. And it seriously bothers me seeing that there on the ground since the Ukrainian revolution in 2014. Why did this instigate all these women? I mean… Literally, in this article from Vogue, they said literally in every every place that they can be sold, they are. Even in the meat markets, they're sold in the meat markets. Absolutely off the charts. Brian, what are your thoughts on that, that this was kind of – I mean sometimes the signs can be so easy and right in your face, and you know us – Bookheads don't figure it out till later. Just off the charts, Bry. But your thoughts on this Ukrainian revolution, everything that you found there, and we seem to be behind the curve, at least with the women, because all these Christian women in Ukraine are walking around with these wreaths on their heads. What's what do you even make of that, Bry? Well, let's consider the timeline for a minute. I mean, when did the Ukrainian revolution basically get rolling? It was 2014. It puts us at an approximation of around three years before 2017. I, you know, do I, I want to go backwards and build the picture a little bit more for people? I mean, it begins to shine around 2010. 
but there was very specific things that were very stand out that are a marked pattern that I have noticed now that there was an amplification of starting at that 2010 marker near the end of 2010 as a matter of fact. And if I remember correctly, the ultimate uh, betrayal that happened there in the Ukraine with those uh, snipers showing up on the scene and basically just shooting everybody that got in their way was definitely the flashpoint there. And, you know, as I've said before, we had the original Ukrainian, well, the descendants of the original Ukrainian Nazi forces come storming across the border and were the ones that were behind that revolt, behind the takedown. They're still, they're sitting in power right now. I mean, you can go out and just, you can cop it, type in a few terms and just hit the picture section and find out what comes up. And you'll notice that all of a sudden Ukraine shows up, brown shirts, everything. And it just, for Pete's sakes, uh, how else do I say it here? Um, History has begun to repeat itself in a very disturbing way. And it is marked most significantly since 2010. There's just no end in sight to this. And, I mean, uh, there's a lot of excitement going on here with this sign coming up and everything. But I guess the most bothersome part of this has been since I've sat back and watched all the sudden excitement that's shown up here within the last, well, I'd say year or so. So many people are completely missing the point of what's happening here. And they've taken it in a whole other direction. So uh, that's all I'm going to say for the moment here. You know, the hype behind this, Brian, and the massive amounts of distractions that we've had away from that event horizon, that area there in Ukraine. I have to agree with you. It's, it's, It's bothersome. People just aren't going off the foundation of the scripture they're just not when if they would have just brought this up and and checked it in any strongs any type of greek dictionary they would have realized that under no no set of circumstances would god make the wondrous sign of revelation 12 be a urea crown it just wouldn't happen i mean that is the perfect description of a number one in Revelation, make no mistakes about it. But it's not the woman of Revelation 12. And it just blows me away that when you look at it, and ladies and gentlemen, this is very simple. Um, Just go uh, to the Wikipedia articles. They plainly write out, uh, they're in both uh, the entry for the diadem and the wreath. It tells you both right out of the right out of the gates what the Greek is for that. Painfully telling you uh, what you need to be looking for, and it's not a Urea crown, not even remotely close. I mean, it also bothers me uh, that. Uh, some of these people uh, are, are quoting things that the Greek says that 
No, it doesn't. That's not what it says. Uh, you know, take for uh, example that, ladies and gentlemen, they they all have been coming out and saying that there in Revelation chapter 12, verse 5, that is the word that they give for a flight of fancy when they need to take a second look at it. They need to actually look at the Greek because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that starts with an ellipson. That's the wrong letter. It's the wrong letter. Now, I'm not saying that uh, this word isn't special. I'm not saying that at all. But they should have directed everybody properly as to what the Lord was trying to relay with that letter. And they should have certainly went back and found that that form of that word in the Septuagint to find out exactly what this was concerning. Now take note uh, – that word there, prefixed with an ellipson, is all about uh, the coat of many colors. It's in Genesis thirty-seven, thirty-three, out of the Septuagint. And he recognized it and said, it's my son's coat, and an evil wild beast has devoured him. A wild beast has carried him off. That's that form of the word which prefixed with an ellipson. They fail to mention that. They fail to tell you why prophetically that would be the case. Or why prophetically this would be in the Septuagint of Job chapter 24, not just once. It's in there twice, prefixed with the ellipse on. Now, I'm not saying it's not a good thing. To check the Strong's and then go to some of the elementary resources to tell you where all that word is found. However, that is extremely limited and elementary. You need to know how every single word is spelled, and that's very easy to do. Just compare what the two words look like that you're searching for, and you'll be able to see it. Right out of the gates. Job chapter 24, Brian and I have talked about that many times, but let's take a look at verse 29 in the Septuagint. They have snatched the fatherless from the breast and have afflicted the outcast. 19. Let them be withered upon the earth, for they have plundered the sheaves of the fatherless. Ladies and gentlemen, he is encoding to you here a whole lot more than you think he is. And it's these things that are under, <laughs> that are the important things to understand. What is God actually going to do? He makes himself perfectly clear in the original languages.
But this is of completely negative connotations, the sign we're getting this September. It's completely negative. God would never put a Uriah crown on the woman. Ladies and gentlemen, he just wouldn't. I mean, surely you all in your heart of hearts know that. Surely. So it's worrisome to me that all of you doesn't check what's being stated. All of you realize that I waited quite a long time to drop the bomb on everybody. But I was hoping that someone would eventually ask me a question about that word and say, Matthew, why did you make a video on a Urea crown when that's not what the Greek says? I waited, and I waited, and I waited. Nobody did. And that bothers me. That bothers me. When I hear these really popular broadcasts come out and say, by the way, that's quoting from that word's found in the Septuagint in Isaiah chapter 66. Oh, no, it's not. That's a lie. No, no. What's there in Isaiah chapter 66 is important by every stretch of the imagination. But it's got nothing to do with that. Nobody checks them. I waited for a couple of months now, continuing to look at this very popular post and some of these videos. No one ever pointed that out, that they were lying. Because, well, most probably they're not lying. They were just using the elementary resources and not actually looking at and comparing the words. Because even a child could look at the word for cup in Hebrew and then turn around and look at the word for full in Hebrew and tell you if they were the same thing. They just did not take the time to look at, at the words they were talking about. That should bother you. This word, in reference to the male child, is in Acts chapter 6, prefixed with the ellipson. Out of the KJV. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council. New American Standard version of that. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came up and dragged him away and brought him before the council. Acts chapter 8 verse 39. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him. But went away rejoicing. That is that word prefixed with the ellipson. You take these very two simple verses just out of the New Testament. You definitely get the idea that in this connotation, it's very literal. There are going to be, literally, a child that gets taken 
and it is the Lord our God that takes them. Now, it amazes me how people cannot put two and two together. We have descriptions of this very event in the parallel apocalypse, which is in Isaiah. And God comes out and says it very, very plainly. Extremely simply, he puts it. And there's no way you can get around what God's saying. There's just no way you can get around it. And the verses line up perfectly with the verses that these people are talking about in the wrong chapter. It's not chapter 66 of Isaiah. Let's read from Isaiah chapter 26, starting with verse 16. Lord, in trouble they have visited thee. They poured out a prayer when thy chastening was upon them. Like as a woman with child that dwelleth near the time of her delivery is in pain and crieth out in her pangs, so we have been sought, Lord. We have been with child, we've been in pain, as if we were brought forth wind. We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth, neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord your God just stated, these poor women are confused because God comes down and takes the babies right out of their wombs. This is detailed in Revelation chapter 14. This is really going to happen. Really. It's really going to happen. And I must say that that's where I drew the line. When I repeatedly heard other ministries misquoting the Greek. Now, I am not mentioning them by name. I am not here to slam them. Brian's not going to slam them. Nobody's going to slam them. But we need to point you to what God actually did say. That's what's important. That's what needs to be shared and talked about. That is edifying. That's what that is. But ladies and gentlemen, there's going to come a time when we see exactly what happened in 1994 with Jupiter and Comet Chevy Lumaker 9. We're going to see a comet do that very thing, and it's going to come in right between Virgo and Leo. It's not going to make out a Urea crown of the Egyptians. That's the last thing it's going to do. That's the last thing it's going to do. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I may decide to go even further than that. Maybe it is time for me to up the ante. I don't know. I'm seriously 
thinking about it. Because all of you need to realize that y – you need to realize that if these same ministries – the same terms, they repeat them and they repeat them, and it seems like every so often they come out with this date. Surely there comes a time when you realize that, well, maybe you don't even know what you're talking about, and that's never going to happen. Did I take you by surprise? I mean, you need to consider what God actually said because… Ladies and gentlemen, the date that they give this event, that event, it's not in the Bible. It never was. That comes from the Latin. I'm not lying to you. I'm going to go farther, okay? I'm going to guarantee you this. I'll guarantee you something, and I'm going to explain to you why, because I believe God. I know what he said. I don't need to debate with anybody what he said. I absolutely guarantee that not only that will nothing happen on September the 23rd, 2017, I'm willing to say that I will give them the benefit of the doubt all the way to November 21st, 2017. How about that? Let me repeat myself. I will give them the benefit of the doubt all the way to November 21st, 2017. Do you know why? Do you know that falls on a Tuesday, by the way? I've already got all these things mapped out because I remember what God said is the season for a sign. I don't think I know. I know I know because I've read Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 before. I've read it before. I've wrote it in both Hebrew and Greek. I am very familiar with what it says, with what God actually spoke, what he meant. Let's take a read of it. He painfully says right here, there are six seasons, and he does that for a reason. Letting you know that from a sign, you have exactly 59 days because, ladies and gentlemen… You all need to know that between two new moons is 29 and a half days. That's why he told Noah, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, in order to get an even number of days, it takes two moons. It takes twins here. Let's read it, and he'll tell us. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Let's try it again. I wonder what the Septuagint says. While the earth continueth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and spring, with a succession of day and night shall not cease. In both languages, he went way out of his way to tell you that a season is 59 days. It is twins of the moon, whether that be two new moons or 
two full moons. You get the point. 59 days between their, the time when there is a sign, and it must be completed in this season. That's the season. So I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt all the way to November 21st. But on November 22nd, Matthew's going to do some hammering. I'm going to do some hammering. So you all need to pass this all around to all these different ministries, and you need to let them know that they need to correct what they have misstated about the Greek and do it quickly. If they correct what they have done, they have nothing to fear. However, if they don't do so by November the 22nd of 2017, I am going to publicly declare what they are. Now, I haven't told Brian this. Because Brian's going to have no part of it. But you're in for a serious hammering if you do not correct what you have misspoken about God's Word. You need to do it. It's time for somebody to put a stop to this. Let me make sure that I make myself clear. About the event that you are promoting, as far as I'm concerned, I have no problem with that. The only thing that I am going to correct and point out that you were obviously deliberate in this mistake is what you misquoted about the scripture itself. It's the only thing that concerns me. I have looked over some of these ministries, and as the par, it goes well. I find no reason to believe that a few of these have any ill intent. They are truly excited about what they believe is going to happen. There's no sin in that. However, those of you who are doing this to peddle? If you're peddling something, you better watch out. Because I assure you, I'm going to bust your sprocket come November 22nd. I'm going to expose you for being a liar. More importantly, a deceiver. And I'll have the chapters and verses for you, both in Hebrew and Greek. And when I'm done, you're going to wish that you'd repented of this before those 59 days that it had expired. And when I do this, it's going to go global. All the important listeners that I have that think themselves to be important, they know full well that the majority of my listeners are overseas. So look, it's 
not the event that I have a problem with. It's you misquoting what God said. You need to tell the sheep exactly what God said. And in that, there is no sin. Brian, jump in here and give us your thoughts on this. I know that I'm throwing this on your head, but like I said, you'll have no part of it anyway. But it is time for this to be checked. So what's your thoughts, Brian? Um, have no part. I think I've been turning a lot of uh, sacred cows already on their nose. So I guess I've had my own part in calling a vast majority of rubbish out in the open. But I need to ask a question here because this is the second time now I've seen some confusion being allotted to something about the Ukraine, which is not lining up with what I said. What, what is it that you think that what people group is sitting there in the Ukraine? I need to check that first because this is twice now this has come up, and now I'm sort of concerned. All right, well, I was under the impression that this was the people group known as Megog. Absolutely not. Right no, over- no, no, no. Okay, this is multiple times this has come up, folks. So let me clarify this. Magog is the Magar people, which are in Hungary. They're one of the native people groups that are living there. They moved from that area that. into Central Asia, and they came back. Now You're correct. You, you are Ukraine. absolutely correct. I am wrong. You now told me that was Bosnia. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, you're right. You, you, yeah, you're right. Um you're right. That was me getting my wires crossed. Uh, wow. Well, no, other people are confused <laughs> about this, too. I've had this question come up a few times, and I've had that um, lumped into the Ukraine. Now, folks, you need to understand who is inhabiting the Ukraine. I mean, I've got just the standard. You can pull up the standard um, charts to find out what populations are there. And the standout one that you're going to see is called R1A1, which is among 50% of these people. Now, that standardly breaks down, they will call that quote-unquote Slav, but that terminology is not exactly correct because they've lumped people groups into being Slavs and then use that quote-unquote nice little derogatory comment because let me explain why it's derogatory. Folks, that's the root word for slave for Pete's sakes. Okay, and they've got this, they put this mentality around this that is going hand-in-hand well, it goes hand-in-hand hand with this Nazism. And I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. For some reason, and I can explain why there's a blood feud between the Slavic people. It's actually quite, um, quite easy to explain. But, I mean, I need to point this out, that this is, in biblically speaking, this is Rafat. Okay, this is beyond the River Euphrates. These people are not atypically connected to this. Now, who is this new group that came in there and started chaos? I don't know, unless they sit down and start doing genetic, uh, what do you call it, uh, testing. Well, it's probably not going to help too much. But, you know, nonetheless, we've got a couple of lines in here that have nothing to do with being a Nazi. Now, 
is there a high probability of what we're really dealing with here when you go back to World War II and look at what happened when these people, when uh, Germany crossed that border after breaking the treaty with Russia and then stirred up all kinds of trouble? Well, you had a bunch of hungry people. We know how hungry people can be twisted to play the puppets in whatever role they want. And a whole extreme amount of people suddenly decided they were going to side with the Nazis. They scapegoated the Jews, saying that the Jews were behind slaughtering a bunch of people, which they didn't do. But, of course, then they turned around and slaughtered them right there in the Ukraine. It's one of the biggest slaughters that happened early on during the uh, Holocaust. And it just quite literally... I don't know what it comes down to. I mean, people just, they can be evil just for the purpose of being evil. I mean, that's, how else do you say that? They just obviously, they can't think straight and they make poor choices and end up doing what they're doing. Because, I mean, I don't know. We've talked about the, well, at least me and Matthew have, the simplicity of this factor. Look at Cain and Abel. You know, but to run that, I guess, a little bit backward, blood feud. Okay, first off, folks, you need to understand as far as the European people groupings of Gog and Magog, because obviously we have other groups listed in this. But as far as those European groupings go, you are only looking at Eastern Europe into Western Europe, basically starting there at that Balkans strip, which has a tiny little mountain pass, and then moves into all the way across the Western European continent, going up into including Britain and varied groups that are living within Britain as well. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but how many of the people in the United States are descended from these same bloodlines? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it gets even more entertaining when you start realizing even the native population also goes back to varied groups within this. So... Nonetheless, I seriously wanted to clear that up because there's been a lot of, I obviously hadn't stated things clear enough as far as the Ukraine aspect no, is did. concerned. No, so you did. it's just, I want you to did. be certain everybody understood this. No, you, no, you did. That's my screw up. I brought up Google Earth and mapped it just, just like uh, you told me to do. And yeah, Ukraine is across the Tatara Mountains. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let, let me explain. Um, I was misquoting myself. That those people are in this plane. You can you can see it plain as day uh, when you bring up Google Earth, just like Brian had me do. It is south of the Tatarar Mountains. On the other side of that is Ukraine. But you can plainly see this hook, which also turns in. It's a great big hook that hooks down into the Transylvanian Alps. Uh, the main uh, lake there, the great body of water, is Lake Balaton. So you can plainly see this this fertile uh, – well, it's a valley between these mountain ranges. That's um, uh, northeast of Croatia, uh, right next to – it lies directly east of Austria. You can plainly see the geographical location. Um, so – yeah, I uh, I was uh, yeah I was an idiot. Um, that's a pretty good way to put it. Uh, but anyway, 
Brian did explain this to me, and uh, I failed to look up the map and refresh my mind. I don't know. I don't know why I got my wires crossed there. What we discussed in private about Ukraine and what we discussed about this valley. I'm not quite sure why I got my uh, wires crossed. Look, well, I'm that a biblical. That's what I do. This was supposed to be an entire program, but of course, locally, I was getting hammered by you know people that do what they do. They don't have anything better to do than make people's lives chaos. But you know, nonetheless, we were going to do a whole program on just that topic alone, and even just Rafat, because I began asking questions quite a while back. You know, remember when we had uh, Russia declared? that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel while the whole rest of the world sits around on their hands looking the other way, you know, I began to ask, why, what's going on here with Russia? Why are they standing up and saying, hey, this is the capital? So I wanted to know what was happening. And that's what led down this trail and finding out that these people are actually, as far as this branch of the Slavic people go, well, they were the farmer Scythian, um, you know, you find out that they were by the Riffian Mountains, and then that's a whole fun rabbit trail. But nonetheless, you end up finding out that Herodotus calls these the Arma... Let's see here. How do you say this? Good Greek. The Armaspi, or Arma Arima Spians. <laughs> Gotta love this Greek. And nonetheless, you know, you get the simplicity of it. Translation is the one-eyed Scythian. And then that's that's a very long drawn out explanation the simplest thing is is to understand the one eyed is well I can go into the people digging in the mountains to bring out the metal because they were metalsmiths they basically set up factories making a lot of the metal that was used in ancient times you can find that all through Central Asia where they were working at and these people were farmer Scythians but you find out that this Greek word ends up it got really strange because I was looking at this through um the Bible program I was using on my iMac, and it had this weird little thing that said locate, so I clicked it, having no idea what was going to happen next. And this word, um, G2917, actually takes you to the word Crimea. Um, and this is in the Greek for G2917, and it means a decree, judgment, judgment, condemnation of wrong, the decision, whether severe or mild, which... One passes on the faults of others, in a forensic sense, the sentence of judgment, the punishment with which one is sentenced, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, apply that, folks, to what we see happening right now, because man, oh man, just in the last 24 hours, Russia's finally had it. And what, what happened here with the Ukrainian crisis? This is the part where the people... Uh, here's what really happened, folks, not what they're trying to brainwash you into what happened. Okay, these Nazis showed up, and yeah, I can call them Nazis, that's what they are. They showed up wearing those, their ancient SS, not ancient, <sighs> their SS designation, the same one that was used in World War II. And folks, like it or not, we have multiple groups of them sitting here in the United States, which are going from sons down to grandsons now. And obviously you have, those populations tend to expand. They're all over the place within the United States. 
They've obviously been all over the place in other parts of the world. This did not happen until the West invaded and these Nazis showed up on the scene. Now, folks, you can go back in time and look at stories of when this is taking place in 2014, of them attacking synagogues and attacking the Jews. So here we have it. You know, one from some time back, why Crimea is so dangerous. Well, this is the part that they claimed that Russia annexed when story is a lot different. They said, uh, these people are in here nuking us. Help. And we just had, now, in the news it's popped up because of the fact that they're putting these sanctions on Russia. Because of this, well, now they're calling, they basically kicked everybody out as far as the uh, diplomats go in Russia, and they took back the property. This has come to a boiling point like nobody's business now. And when you consider what I just said that word means, I mean, let me go back here again. A decree, judgment, judgment. Folks, I hope you understand where this is leading. Okay, I that should be cleared up at lightning speed here, at least for now. Well, it should be. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, well, with that being said, that, as a whole, looking at everything you just said, when you apply that to this, that they're wearing these wreaths there on top of it. Okay, folks, are you understanding that this sign that's coming? Good grief, folks. It's a warning. And why do you think the Lord would have wanted displayed a warning in that locale? <laughs> you mean the locale of Crimea, or do you mean in the heavens? In Ukraine, why? Why is there an explosion in Ukraine around these wreaths? Why do you think God would have chose that place? <clears throat> Well, I mean, it's like I said, there was a pattern I started charting that I found out did go to 2010, especially was real prevalent here in the United States. You know, I I sat down and actually watched a program on this last night that um, unfortunately was written in 2009, but there was some very, very interesting little points that were made in here, and the guys they got mad at were the ones that made the most prevalent points. And it was essentially this new flare-up of these, um, the old anti-Semitic ideologies that were moving from World War I going into World War II. That exact same pattern has now begun to reassert itself starting in 2010. And, you know, they go through and they show the ADL and all that, and you could see that at that time the data they were collecting was just, it was... It was sort of minimal in comparison to everything that we're seeing now. Since 2010, we've seen a whole new marked um, just reemergence of this historical pattern. And one of the big ones I caught, now, folks that have been watching my Twitter, and I've made mention of this before, the Koch brothers. Okay, folks, you might want to wake up because now, within the last week, they've taken over the United States. It's game over. And we'll talk about more of that tomorrow. 
But I was looking through some different documentaries on stuff the night previous to this, and this was nice because they decided to use Madison, Wisconsin as their testing ground to see if they could actually take over the entire United States. I was right in the middle of it. I saw it all with my own eyes, and you would best believe it cost a great deal of contention with everybody that was around me locally. And let's just put it nicely, I don't really... Well, these local circles don't like me too much because I made a stand against it when I saw it happening. When we had the takedown that happened with the government here in Wisconsin with Madison and Scott Walker, the entire capital was flooded with protesters because they yanked, uh, they basically gutted the entire social services grouping and any form of union. So all the teachers pretty much, well, uh, the teachers I know from that time, they're no longer teachers. Um, you had people within law enforcement that were gutted all the way across the board. Now, what they did is they tried to basically recall Walker, and it's what I saw happening during that recall phase that I caught some of these videos where these people are going off to this uh, bought-and-paid-for Koch brothers uh, nonsense that they were using as propaganda, and this guy said something that about set me off my couch, and I just about blew my top. There is a nice, ridiculous lie that is floating around out there where they claim that the Bolsheviks were was a whole Jewish uh, revolt. And that is completely propaganda, folks. You go in and look at the percentages of how many Jews were involved with the Bolsheviks, it boils down to, at the top of my head, it was like a 6.5% out of the total. That's, like, minuscule. But they ran around with this concept that the Jews were somehow locked into the Bolshevik Revolution when that's not true. Now, when this was happening, this week called between 2010 going into 2011, this idiot's going around telling everybody that our government at that point in time was filled with a bunch of commies. But then he made the infamous mistake where he went and stated that this is happening because all of our schools have been filled with Jewish teachers. Okay, folks, they started a dangerous pattern in motion again, and you can actually mark it from this seven-year marker. No, this literally changed everything and set a whole new set of events into motion, which we saw starting to play out in 2014 in broad daylight. Now consider what we just saw during this last election cycle. I mean, these white supremacists, these Nazis, they just come right out in the open now. And I mean, need I go back to the Koch brothers? I brought it up a few weeks back, folks. They funded the Bolshevik uh, Revolution and gave them the uh, refining technology for their oil and then turned around and funded the uh, Nazi regime. That was their father that did this. I mean, they love their money in that black gold, and you would not even believe the amount of hatred that's involved. Okay, this is a totally different mark pattern than what, for instance, the ADL was collecting at this time in 2009. Okay, this marked pattern now is in broad daylight. Ever since this election, we've seen swastikas have been showing up painted 
on varied things all throughout the United States. They keep going into Jewish graveyards and knocking over all their graves. Okay, so we've got something spinning in motion here. Not to even mention a historical repetition that started again. And it all seems to keep spinning around this same set of events going back into the seven-year marker from 2010 until 2017. And we're going to have that marked off by this sign. I'll let you get back in here, Matthew. You know, that's what's so frustrating. It's everything has been so polluted with entertainment. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's just just mind-blowing, Brian. And it... I don't know. It is so frustrating. When you know what God has painfully gone to great lengths to show us about what exactly is going to happen, and they have got this so mixed up with the entertainment industry, it is mind-boggling. I mean, they. I mean, how much of the theology that comes out of the pulpit is based off things that were in the omen? No, really. I mean, things that were that come straight out of movies. It's. It's crazy when you come to terms with all of the insanity that has ensued from all of us. I mean, just like the – oh my goodness. I mean I normally go to great lengths to avoid this term, but ladies and gentlemen – the event horizon for the word rapture was Shakespeare for Pete's sakes. It was Shakespeare. I mean, and when people quote that verse, and I and I even I even spell them out, you know, spell it out for them literally. That uh, that word that you keep saying is harpage is harpagematia. You need to please look at it because it won't take you but two minutes to take those words and, and or take those individual letters and get the English equivalents and write it out for you and then look at that word and you'll painfully see that's not G726. That's, that's the wrong letters. Well, I mean, here, even have, you know, folks, take that word that's in there, throw that into Google Translate, 
or actually throw that into a search engine with a web browser that has a translator built in and watch what happens because you'll notice that Seize Like Booty comes up each and every case when you pull it up. I mean, I did it one time. I can't even recall what I was looking for, and all of a sudden, boom, there it was in like multiple stories translated from Greek. That's just the thought of that is ate up, Brian. It's just a. Well, you know, honestly, I I tend to come to the conclusion after a while that it's this whole. I mean, well, look, folks, you didn't understand that the Dominionists, the beginning phases, they did this to you. I mean, you don't understand the whole concept is is that the um the elite white people are going to be magically lifted out of here. I mean, you don't believe me? Look into it. I'm not lying to you. That's the whole concept they've used, and let's let you know. Let me take a look around at all the nonsense I keep seeing lately, folks. The, most of these people right now, as far as around where I'm at in the United States, they ain't got no idea what's coming. They're now running around. I've got. I don't even care anymore. I have in-laws that are posting stuff on their Facebook, saying that we're in a year. Of four years of grace because they voted in a racist pile of scum. I mean, that's... Are you people, have you lost your minds? Is You think the center of Bible prophecy is America being in a bubble? I mean, my gosh. When's the last time we had a war on our soil? The Civil War? Yet the entire world is essentially... Absolute and complete chaos. And then everybody around here, they just turn on their TVs and get caught in this little barrage of what little tidbits of news they decide to give you. And you go ahead and say anything about things that are happening. And they roll their eyes and smile at you, acting as if none of it matters because they're going to be blah, blah, blah. But we're in a four-year period of grace. I mean, Matthew said he was going to start calling people out. Do you folks want me to start listing all of the turncoats? That list is extensive. Their right-wing propaganda was quite something else until they exposed themselves when this last election cycle came into the equation. I mean, I could point all of them out if I really wanted to. These people are deceiving you. You better wake up. I'm going to stop there before I go over the edge here. You know, that's, that's a real question, Brian. Where is the edge? I mean, you know, I, I don't – we don't come out and hammer on people. We just don't. You know, have no – interest in have no interest in in doing this I mean absolutely none just 
but there comes a time, you know, when people started sending me emails, especially from overseas. Why aren't you correcting these people, especially the people that we know that you know? Why haven't you said something? I don't know. All I know is this, that, you know, it's... It's okay for them to... uh, To have their different terminology, whether they understand it or not. And teach about events, uh, you know, in the Bible. I have no problem with that. But really, when you start misquoting the scripture, I somebody has to do something. I have no interest whatsoever of calling anybody out. I just, I just don't. I just don't. But they need to start at at least looking at the verses and the words they're talking about in the Greek or the Hebrew. They just need to look at them because don't insult my intelligence. You can tell the difference between one letter or the next in any language. In any language, you can tell when an A is an A and a B is a B and a C is a C. They look different. They don't even remotely look similar. And it's just that… I don't know, maybe I got upset earlier, and maybe I just need to let it go again. I don't know. And the thing that blows me away is all these people know that uh, many times have people ask me about particular verses. I make schematics for them and send it to them so they know exactly not only the words that are in the Strong's, I break it apart and give you the words that Strong's cannot give you because I give you all the compound words. I will tell you all the root words that is in that word so you know exactly where to get. Then I send them a list of every time that word is used in either the Hebrew or the Greek, every single time. I know that they all know this. I know that they know it. So that's it's just beginning to bother me. I mean, where is the edge, where is the cliff, where is it at? At what point do you have to put your foot down and say, no, this needs to be corrected before any more damage is done?
I do not want this ministry to change. I don't. I do not want to have a ministry of going around and, you know, exposing, oh my goodness, I've gotten to the point that I hate that word. These supposed Christian ministries that that's 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 what they think their calling is is to expose the Illuminati. That's a gross, pathetic joke. So literally, they teach the Illuminati. That's that's what they teach. Yet they run around and call that a ministry. So I don't know, Brian. Well, and I mean, this is just it. What we've been doing this entire time here is bringing forward the truth for what it is. And, of course, it's going to send out shockwaves. You know, I, I I can guarantee a whole lot of people are not too pleased with me about the fact that I've been pointing out... Um, your Illuminati and Masonic conspiracy does not line up with the facts, nor, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks, nor does it line up with the Bible. I mean, has not everybody figured out who it is that's going to grab everybody and round them up and deliver, deliver us up to the religious institutions? Did we forget who it was that delivered up, say, Paul or whomever in those times? I mean, folks, I can historically show this, that this this insane, how do we say this? Well, I mean, they made it prominent with the, uh, with the uh, National Socialist when most of those were stating they were Catholics. Okay, folks, they've been working through places that they're calling churches since, I don't know, let's flip backwards and go to the Crusades. I mean, everybody, you should have expected to see it all coming from where it is. When the Bible is plainly clear about who it is that's going to be doing these things. I, I didn't, uh, I mean, is it just me or didn't the Nicolaitans try to present themselves as being part of the church? Why is it that nobody can put two and two together on this? I know we've got a running joke in my house, basically, but it's not a joke because it takes me off. You put Illuminati in front of anything on YouTube, you will have 100 million subscribers and like a billion views per video about the Illuminati in the entertainment industry. How many Super Bowl halftime shows have we seen? The Illuminati in that. Can I ask everybody a simple question. What the heck are you doing watching that garbage in the first place? Maybe you should step back and consider or maybe take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, for instance, didn't everybody realize that this nice little new administration and the Koch brothers and all that and back in the mid-80s, they realized that they could tap into using the church to corrupt it for their own purposes, and they did it. I mean, personally, in my neck of the woods, I had to flee from it. You should see the stuff that comes out of these people's mouths. 
I've never seen so much blind hatred in my entire life. And in their minds, they think that they're Christians. Psychosis is an understatement. Now, I've seen people run around saying, oh, you can't, you know, don't break off friendships because of this, that, or the other thing. Nonsense. I do not care who you are. The very moment I see any kind of hatred coming out towards another group of human beings, another belief system, their sexual orientation, I don't care what it is. I will ban you from my presence. You will get shown the door faster than you know what happened. It's that simple. Folks, if you got tied up in this stuff, like I said, you better take a look in the mirror. I've had it. I mean, my gosh, people have gotten mad because I'm using the word Nazi. Ah, folks, have you looked around? We can call them crusaders, we can call them Nazis, or we can call them what the Bible says they are. Nicolaitans, whose deeds I hate. Okay, the simple definition is people of destruction, destruction of the people. We can flip it both ways, back and forth. It's still one and the same thing. So I am going to call out the nonsense when I see it. That's what I am going to do. I would like to refrain from using names, but I mean, there's been several times along the way here we've had to do a teaching to correct the nonsense that's coming out of people's mouths. I mean, heck, go to our YouTube channel and watch Rise of the Crusaders. We did that before the election cycle. It will chill you to the core once you understand the things that we said in that program. My time to be quiet, and we should probably try to get back on track here. <laughs> Do you think? Oh, man. Do you think, Bri? Do you think we should get back on track? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is plenty of celestial somology that we can cover. The point being that what you're going to see by whatever machination God creates is a wreath on one of two things. As far as celestial symbology is concerned, there are two signs for the bride. One is Virgo and one is Venus. Now, when you take into consideration that the wreath was normally placed upon the bridegroom's head, it makes you take pause because what we very well may be saying is a repeat of 1994 and Jupiter, the king star. And this sign is going to be played out on the bridal star, Venus. Well, and even recall what happened after 2012 when, after looking over the infamous Mayan prophecies, and it hit me to, we're supposed to watch for Venus to don her wings. We didn't even wait, what, not even a month or two before those reports started coming out that Venus indeed donned her wings? That's right.
that was due to excessive solar wind. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to fully understand that, that God prophetically says in the entire New Testament, I mean, in all the prophets, he refers to our current situation as being likened to the children of Israel before the Exodus. The whole thing continually refers to our situation in that light. But this wonder is sign after it, ladies and gentlemen, is when things really get interesting. Because you're going to be perfectly safe. Because you've been told full well in advance what the sign in Revelation chapter 15 is. I've already told it to you. NASA already has the technical data on the event. You're going to see Uranus and Neptune. You're going to see them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, consider this. If the calculations be true, when you see the sign of Son of Man coming in, which is going to precipitate a lot of people's hearts failing them, don't you realize that this would explain that strange prophecy that says that the moon would shine seven times brighter? You remember that? Why don't you bring up the diagrams of Jupiter's grand tack, which is actually part and parcel with the Nice model. They happen at the same time. They're, they happen in conjunction with one another. Don't you realize that if Jupiter was even remotely close to us in orbit, do you not realize how bright it would be? The moon would have to reflect that light as well. Don't you realize, ladies and gentlemen, that science catches up with God's word. I mean, just like Jacques Cousteau. I hate to tell you this. He did not discover the rivers in the ocean that he could ride his submarines on. I'm sorry, that was in the Bible thousands of years ago. And we can do this all day long. Science catches up with God's Word. And you have seen these things come to pass. Now, I have told everybody in the last broadcast, or was it the one before that? I can't remember. Brian informed you about the importance of, well, science taking place in the sign of Israel, the sign of Jacob. Told you full well that was directly connected with things. And I shared with you the simple fact that it's the conjunctions of Uranus and Neptune that 
170-year cycle that everybody knows about. You all need to consider this, that since 1993, since that last conjunction, you all may very well find the seat of your pants in the final days. Do you think it's, a, it's by coincidence that that's when the Oslo Peace Accords was signed, was 1993? The next year, you have Jupiter's Grants, uh, his 21-gun salute. Literally, you can say that the King Star put on his Stefano's crown in 1994. You all need to really come to grips with the fact that all celestial somology will be proved, is going to be proved by NASA. Note, ladies and gentlemen, that the Nice model, when it first came out, they said, well, mathematically, Uranus and Neptune should be swapped. After further calculations... They realized that, wait a minute, that means that Jupiter must have swung in. But at the end of the day, guess what they really figured out? Wait a minute. At the end of the day, there must, there must be five gas giants. And that's why they've been looking for what all of you call Planet X or the ninth planet. It is also called the fifth gas giant and on and on and on. But the... Elementary eschatology experts run around and call it Nibiru when the Bible actually names it by name. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you all want, might want to take a look at those timelines I made. That's what's going to come. That, that's what's going to happen. You know, one of my favorite books of the Bible is Esther. Absolutely love it. Everything that is said in Esther, all the spoken words in Esther. It is breathtaking to think that if we are in the end times, certain promises have been made. Certain guarantees have been made concerning, well, the church. That in the end times there would be would shine like the firmament whether you like it or not that's what they're doing with the hadron collider that's what CERN's looking for is the firmament they confuse you and they give it two different terms some scientists will call it the Higgs boson the other scientists will call it the god particle they're looking for the firmament 
Back in the 1800s, they called it the ether. So, ladies and gentlemen, right in front of your face, they have all of you running around saying that this is a stargate when they're actually searching for the firmament. All of you need to get this through your head really quick. Does any of you know what a cyclotron is? Probably don't. Whenever you go to give blood, they'll put it in that little thing that spins it. Yeah, that thing. Well, you need to know and understand this. That being a centrifugic type of device. What you really need to be worried about is you know those little rice-sized chips that you all run around and talk about? Here's what you really need to be worried about. That they use a little capsule like that and start mingling seed in it and send that around the Hadron Collider. The only thing required, of course, is that it be a metal that is affected by a magnetic field. Because all of you need to understand what that big ring is is a series of donut magnets that they switch on at the proper time. It's the exact same principle that has been used to create a railgun that you all know about. All that is is a series of magnets on switches. That's what you all really need to be worried about. But history proves, history absolutely proves that science is just catching up with the Bible. That's the truth. You know, ladies and gentlemen, what about when Mordecai asked Esther... What if you were made for this time? What if you were made for this? What if that pertains to all of you? What if you are the woman? Let me read it for you. Now, the KJV, of course. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou, 
and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for a time as this? What if you're the woman in Revelation chapter 12? Would that make you set up and begin to pay a little bit more attention to what God said would actually come out of his mouth? Let me say that again. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? What if since 1993 there has been a string, just a series of harbingers? Take note. The event that I referred to earlier about the male child being taken to Mount Zion, that's the exact opposite on the timeline that happened to the Egyptian firstborn. It's the opposite of that. It's the exact opposite of that. When you're able to put that just one pin on your timeline, the entire timeline is going to make sense. You're not going to be confused about it anymore because God never intended to confuse you. Not ever. That was never on his mind. That never came across his mind. In Hebrew, we could say that he used the same phraseology when referencing those that had passed their children through the fire to Molech. He said, that never entered my mind. But like I said, most of you associate with eschatology. You always have the, the, the number one question. The, the, the first question 100% of you will ask is, are you pre-mid or post? That's classic. That immediately tells me you don't have a remote clue of what God said what he actually stated with his own mouth, that you have rejected by the extrapolation of not looking at it for yourself. You haven't believed a word that came out of his mouth. Not a word. But you need to realize that that's why he said in both Isaiah chapter 24 and... Uh, Revelation chapter 6, that his day comes first, God the Father. And after that day, you're going to know everything. Lottie dottie everybody. Then you're going to know that he meant what he said. Even the heathens will. All the God-haters will know exactly what's to come on that day. But on that day, you're a day late and a dollar short. And that's a fact. So, I don't know. I may be patient and wait around till November the 22nd. 
I am better known for letting it go and not mentioning names. We really don't have time for that. I don't, you know, I don't want to be for judgment. I want to be for mercy. That's, you know, I, I just, I don't want to have any part of the judgment part. I just don't. I don't know how a God-fearing, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching Christian could have any enjoyment in judgment. But you all do, do need to know that, that, now that I've stated. You know that after this September 23rd, within 59 days, you should see the results of that sign. Just so you know. God's going to give you some physical proof. That's why he gave you the warning. It's going to be accomplished in that season of 59 days. Now, if something really bad happens, you all need to write down my email address. It's endtimetribune at mail.com. Because if something really bad happens, I don't want your faith to snap like a twig. Shoot me an email. I will shoot you my personal cell phone number, and I have a great cloud of witnesses that will tell you I will spend hours and hours and hours on the phone with you explaining everything you ever wanted to know. And it will amaze you because all I will do is be an echo of his voice. Whether you want to hear it in Hebrew and Greek, I'll send it to you in written form so you can take a look at it. I'll even send you the alphabets, whatever you need. And at the end of the day, you're going to realize, oh my goodness, Matthew really didn't say anything. He just reminded me of what God said from the beginning. Well, of course, because you can only know the end from the beginning. That's what God said. That's what he said. That, that, that's what he meant. He didn't mean anything else. So look, if you're running a major you know, mainline ministry, before you call God a liar… You can contact me for absolutely free, and like I said, I've got a cloud of witnesses that will inform you, that will bear witness that I will give you a schematic of every verse you want. I'll give you the word, the transliteration, the translation, the Strong's number in multiple forms if it be a compound word. I'll give you the tense of that word. I'll even give you the alphanumerical calculation of that word in both the measure and the royal measure. I will literally bend over backwards to make sure that you can see what God said. Absolutely for free. And 
And I'm not worried about what you're going to do with it because once you have the facts in your hand, you can't change it. I mean, I do this all the time for people who aren't even remotely Christians. I mean, one that immediately jumps into my mind. <clears throat> New Ager wrote me not too long ago and asked me if frequency was in the Bible. I gave it to her. She wanted to know the Greek. I gave it to her, and every instance it was in the Bible with the English translation and the original Greek. She responded, thank you. If I have any more questions, yada, 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 yada. And I said, you're most welcome. So before you do something very bad, before you misquote the original language, just write me an email, and I will do whatever I can do to make sure you have a complete understanding of what that verse says in whichever language that you would like. Now, this is the way it works, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you heard Brian could – I was stating something incorrect about the geography, even though we shared screens. I brought up uh, – um, the Google Earth, and Brian explained to me where it was, yada, 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 and, you know, hey, I got my wires crossed because I'm a biblicator. That's what I am. Yes, make no mistakes, I aced geology in an institution of higher learning, but that's not what I am. So, yeah, I messed that up. <laughs> you know, um, that's pretty funny. And you need to act like... It's that way whenever you make a mistake on your ministry. Just go back and just correct it and just – who cares? Laugh about it. <clears throat> just laugh about it and correct yourself. You don't realize that when you do that, the people who do visit your website, uh, then they'll all of a sudden realize that you do have credibility. That's when you have credibility. When you correct your mistakes. So, I find that pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Brian put me in my place today. Um, and I'm glad for that. So, no, I don't want to come out and hammer on people when. I certainly can, but I don't want to be for judgment. I want to be for mercy. Brian, your closing thoughts? Looks like we've got three minutes left on the switchboard. Oh, boy. Closing thoughts. Well, I want to throw some stuff out here on the table real quick, folks, for the infamous uh, timeline. I don't – oh, boy. Maybe we should start it here. Hmm, what's it say here in – Peter, Second Peter, verse 3 is where it stands out. Know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come, 
which they're mocking following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming for ever since the fathers fell asleep? All continue just as it was from the beginning of creation. Go in and read the whole, well, go in and read the whole Bible, folks. That would probably greatly help everybody. Nonetheless, I need to point some stuff out here. <clears throat> we had a lot of mocking going on. You know, for instance, when we had the infamous December 21st, 2012 happen, and everybody worldwide went, aha, the world didn't end. But how many of the people actually went in and read those actual prophecies and studied their cosmology to get at what the Mayan were actually telling you? Because they actually were telling you that we are entering into that phase, the beginning of that dark time. Now, folks, go out and do the calculate between two dates results. Rather interesting when you take the next day of 12-22-2012 and another thing that they scoffed at and mocked because once again people started saying that their infamous rapture was going to happen at the end of the blood moon jubilee. The last blood moon was 9-28-2015. This result is 1,010 days, 10-10 between that sign that those Mayan wrote down saying, people, you might want to wake up. We're about to enter into a dark time. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, there you have 10, 10 days. But what else happened? Because that same year, five years previous to the sign that's happening on the 23rd of 2017, September 23, 2012. Countdown to Messiah, Worldwide Jewish Prayer at 11 a.m. EDT. All right, folks, we covered this. When it happened, you can find this. I just threw it up on my Twitter, and heck, I'll throw it on my uh, blog after we get done here real quickly so everybody can look. I had this happen here locally. I told people what had happened. They looked at me and said, well, that, what is that supposed to mean? That's, how is that important? Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, folks, I mean, the amount of prophecies, it's literally enough to blow your mind that were actually fulfilled in that moment. I've got a paper sitting here I wrote back then that needs to be seriously corrected, but nonetheless, I went through and listed all these prophecies. It'll blow your mind. And what other fun little designators do we have in here? I mean... Doesn't everybody realize what I've got sitting here calculated right in front of my eyes? Now, everybody, there have been so many things that have been happening on a continual basis here, and I'm seeing nonstop scoffing and mocking. That's really literally what has taken place. We've had our Bad shepherds have come back in and they've twisted your minds into believing things that the Bible doesn't say. And every time we turn around, somebody is screaming that the rapture is about to happen. Nothing happens. Everybody turns around and laughs. Or on top of it, I've noticed that like some of our infamous news sites out there will grab a hold of something. Then they'll slap on it going, oh, the end times is going to happen that very day and everything's going to be destroyed. 
they twist what these people are saying and make it to something that was never said. And then afterwards, what do they do? They run around and they scoff and they mock and they laugh. I have seen on a continual basis multiple different websites out there that are stating that nothing of significance has happened whatsoever since that last blood moon. Um, everybody, can I ask a serious question? What are you looking at? Nothing has happened? Let's talk about the events yesterday. Oh, yes, they took the magnometers away from the Temple Mount. Netanyahu did that. Most of the right-wing groups in there got really ticked off. But here's the thing. Is everybody aware that they got soldiers stationed all over Jerusalem? Because, well, they knew riots were going to break out. And guess what? They have. The Arab League stated something yesterday. Going, have you guys lost your minds? You've taken the Dome of the Rock at the Temple Mount. Before this is political, now you've made this into a holy war. Folks, do yourselves a favor and look up that combination of words in the Bible, holy war. It's going to blow your mind where you find it. I'll let you do that on your own. It's there. And yet we've got people here that are convinced that somehow because they put in this um, crazy administration that somehow there's four years of grace. What are you people? What are you people looking at? I mean, seriously, how in the world can you look around if you actually spend some time looking at world news and even get it from the horse's mouth in the places these things are happening? How in the world can you come to the conclusion that we're in a a season of four years of grace? What, grace for rich people? December 21st of 2010, we had a massive eclipse take place in Orion. Okay, that was not Nimrod, that was not the Assyrian, that was not Osiris. Uh, That's not what was going on. But the very day that that happened, it shook the entire heavens and the earth. And you can go out and still find some of the people that luckily screenshotted it. I did when it happened, and I lost all of it on an old computer. But every single earthquake measuring device went haywire. And nobody could figure out what caused it because there was no earthquake anywhere on the planet that made this happen. But recall what I said happened in 2010. Previously, that's when I noticed all of a sudden this marked repeat in history of the forms of anti-Semitism that had started going back even towards the end of the Middle Ages, going from the late 1700s into the 1800s to pogroms. Etc. All these same ideologies started floating around out there. Folks, I beg of you, you need to get into the Bible and start reading it for what it says. You need to remove all this nonsense out of your minds. These people are intentionally confusing you. Some of them are not doing it. Some of them are doing it because this is all they've heard over the years. This is all they know. So I'm not lumping those in, but I can tell you right now there are those out there that are intentionally doing this. And they are raking in the bucks. 
They'll tell you that every five minutes a mega disaster is about to happen, and then you find out they're telling you to buy their silver and gold and all their apocalypse food. They're making a mint off you, folks, and they can't get away with that if you get in and you know what the Bible says. They can't pull the wool over your eyes. We've got seriously, seriously mega events that are happening on the ground all throughout the world. So it's really time for that clarion wake-up call. And those are my closing thoughts, and maybe Matthew can put a dot on that. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks, and God bless. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I agree with everything he said, but this is just as bad. Let me put a period on his sentence about pulling the wool over your eyes. Just so you know, the Jacob sheep is not the sheep that Jacob had because that was a fat tail sheep. That sheep is encoded into the scripture. It's an Awasi sheep. It has a fat tail. Remember all the sacrifices, God referring to the fat of the tail? It's not a Jacob sheep. Thereby proving these bad shepherds really have pulled the wool over your eyes. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.